Welcome to the More Practice Profits Podcast, brought to you by your host, Lorcan O'Donnell, health business mentor and podiatrist. The podcast that is designed to help current and aspiring clinic owners make the most of their clinic, turning it into a true business that can work without them, allowing them the freedom to earn more, work less, and live a better life. Welcome to the latest episode of the More Practice Profits podcast with myself, Lorcan O'Donnell, uh, health business mentor, podiatrist, and clinic owner. The title of today's podcast is called Your Business Cannot Hide Behind Your Qualifications. So why am I talking about this? Um, And this is a podcast episode that I know for sure will rile some people up and some people will not be too pleased to hear what I have to say. In the past week or so, there was a discussion on um, social media. And I can understand why the discussion happened. And essentially, let me explain what it was. So um, being a podiatrist, what had happened is a another podiatrist had put up a post um, showing what a local foot health practitioner um, was doing, the type of treatments they're doing, and the charges that they were um, charging for the treatment. And they expressed some surprise and some frustration with this. Uh, which is understandable, and quite a number of other um, uh, members of the group did likewise, and it, be, it turned into a discussion of how can somebody do this, etc., etc. So, in the UK, you cannot call yourself a podiatrist unless you have the um, appropriate qualifications. So it's usually a three or a four-year degree. Um, and you are also have to be registered with the um, government registration uh, authority, the H, um, HCPC, uh, which I am all of the above. Um, now, the concern that, that the podiatrists were having um, was a few things. Firstly, their firstly concern was that um, perhaps that somebody was using the term podiatry and they weren't properly qualified. They didn't want this to happen, which I think is fair enough because um, the term podiatry and chiropodist in the UK and in Ireland now from this week is protected, as in you can't call yourself that unless you actually are one, unless you actually are qualified. And I think that's a good thing. It can only be a good thing because it protects the public. Um, but it's not as protective as a lot of people um, perhaps thought it was going to be which brings me to the second part and there there was frustration with the idea that somebody who did not have this qualification and um, was therefore not as well qualified um, had done a a shorter course or had done a, a temporary course or probably the wrong terminology but they had not done a degree they had done a shorter course foot health practitioner courses range in length and so on how come they were able to do a lot of these treatments and they were primarily like msk issues and providing orthotics um and why was my qualification not stopping those people from doing it as in because they're not qualified as a podiatrist and on the register they should not be able to do those things now the legislation says otherwise the legislation basically means that they can't use that terminology. It doesn't mean they can't do those treatments if it's in their scope of practice and they're insured. And that's not the point of this uh, podcast. I'm not going to get into um, any of that sort of stuff. And a third um, concern 
was, and it wasn't maybe expressed, um, b- but it was there, and, and I can understand why it's there, because I hear it all of the time from clinic owners I speak to, is how come some people are able to charge much more than me when I'm just as good, if not better, at what I do than they are? So maybe you're listening to this and you know somebody close to you and you know they're just not as good clinically as you are or maybe they're not as qualified as you are or they haven't done as many courses as you have and they're charging more than you are. And how are they getting the ability, how are they getting patients to pay more money than you are? Because surely, because I'm qualified more, I should be able to charge more than they could. Now, don't get me wrong. My, I'm not in any way suggesting that you shouldn't be well qualified and you shouldn't train. I studied long and hard uh, through my university and after the university to become as good clinically as I possibly could be. And I continue to do so. I continue to put emphasis on CPD. Case in point is we close my clinic to patients every single week for two hours to just do clinical CPD. That is the commitment that I have to being good clinically. But also, I recognize that that's not enough. And that if that was enough, then it would have been enough back when I was struggling struggling financially to break even, indeed, to, to, to provide my family with the kind of lifestyle that they needed. And when I say kind of lifestyle, I mean, we could hardly pay ourselves uh, sometimes in, from the business. And my qualifications and my CPD and being good clinically was not enough. So I recognize a few realities since then. And I want hopefully um, that you will start to recognize that there are a few realities. And I recognize that I can't influence lots of things like, for example, I can't influence the decisions that politics politicians make, most of which are idiotic if we're if we know that but i can't make any change unless i decide to become a politician which i don't i can't make any uh influence or any change to what the economy is doing whether interest rates go up or not or down or or exchange rates or whatever or if you're in britain whether brexit happens or not or the effects of it. i can't make any of those changes i can't influence what other clinics are going to do what other podiatrists are going to do, what they're going to say. Uh, Podiatrists, foot health practitioners, physios, consultants, any of that stuff. I can't really make any difference or any influence on what they're going to do, unless, of course, they're in my coaching program. Um, And I also recognize that I can't really influence too much what people think of me. Now, maybe I can. Maybe I can just say whatever needs to be said to become a people pleaser but that's just not my style uh my wife says that i don't seem to care too much what people think um i don't spend too much time thinking about it and you need to to recognize that that is the same thing i mean i had a patient come in to me once and said that we spend our 20s worrying about what people are going to think of us we spend our 40s uh uh not worrying so much what people think of us. And when then we realize when we're in our 60s and beyond that actually nobody's thinking about us at all. They're just too busy thinking about themselves and their own problems. But I digress. So I can't influence too much what people think of me. And I can't influence what people are going to say on social media, etc. I understand that what I'm saying here is going to upset some people. 
it's going to piss some people off big time. But hopefully it will inspire others that are listening to this, that need to maybe have someone say this to them. So while I can't influence what that other clinic down the road is doing, what they're charging and whether they're, what type of treatments they're doing and what kind of, a qual- kind of qualifications they decide to get, I do recognize something else and I hope you recognize the same. And that is I have and you have total control over what I do and how I approach that re- the reality that is outside of my door and between my ears. You have the ability in your hands to, to control how you react to what's in front of you with your business. So if your competitor is doing something down the road that's driving you mad, you can't really change that, but you can control how you react with your business. What matters is not the situation, but rather how you decide to respond to the situation that you are presented with. So if I had a clinic down the road that was doing something similar, that was doing treatments that perhaps I felt I was better at and maybe they were charging more than me, I can't change them, but I can certainly change how I'm going to change things in my clinic. And that's where I'm going to choose to focus. So let's address this particular issue that we're talking about here, this particular clinic down the road that was less qualified, doing these complex treatments and charging more and pissing off people. Um, So essentially, at this point, we realize we can't do anything about them, but we can do something about ourselves. So essentially, how can I get patients to choose my clinic over the other clinics, no matter what? And you can do that. No matter what they're doing, no matter what they're charging, you can choose to have them pick your clinic. And it isn't just by being the cheapest, which is not a great way to run your business. That is a, a, a... not a profitable enterprise to run your business your own because somebody will always come along and be cheaper again so really there's three things that you need to know to get patients to choose your clinic over everyone else's clinic no matter what's going on no matter what the economy is doing the politicians are doing what your competitors are doing and they are this number one you need to recognize that patients don't care about your qualifications by and large now i know they might care if you point it out to them But it's not the reason that they're choosing to come to your clinic in the first place 99% of the time. If you're honest with yourself, it's not. Now, I know somebody will uh, might argue the point with me and say, no, that's not the case. But 99% of the time, we all know that that's not why they're coming. When was the last time a patient asked you, did you get a first or a 2-1 or a 2-2 or did you scrape by your exams? Did you ever ask your GP? No. The reason that people pick you is that... They care about other things. Firstly, they care about what's in it for them. That's normal. We all do that. They care about their goal. What is the outcome that they want? Now, usually the patients are not too sure. They come in and you ask them the subject of what's giving you trouble. And they tell you what's giving you trouble and they want to get rid of it. But really what they want to do is they want to get rid of it so they can get back to doing what it's stopping them doing. And what they're looking to achieve is an emotional goal because they're looking to get back to doing running or going for a walk with their husband or whatever it happens to be. And that's what's in it for them. And if you can find out what that is and you can understand that and you can uh, put that into your, your message rather than in your qualifications, you will hit 
on their emotional buying decision because that's how people make decisions whether they're going to choose you or someone else they base it on emotion and this isn't just my opinion this is what the, the research tells us people make buying decisions like coming to your clinic like yours primarily based on emotion now there's a bit more to it than that that i can't go through in a quick podcast and this is not linked to price so we seem to think that it's all linked to price that if i charge more then i'm going to get less patients that's not the case the second which brings me to the second point which is that price and value are elastic if they weren't elastic if they weren't tied together as hard as we often think as clinic owners then why are people out there driving land rovers when they could just get an ordinary car much cheaper car and drive because what people are doing is they're making emotional buying decisions and they're rationalizing it later on and they're doing the same thing when it comes to spending money in your clinic so if a clinic down the road is charging more than you it's because they are better at the psychology of explaining to people that there's value in coming to them now there's two factors when it comes to what you charge and the first factor is the patient's perception of value and how you influence that patient's perception of value and the second uh, factor is your perception of what the patient thinks is value and usually there's a disconnect there's usually a situation where the clinic owner thinks that the patient won't pay for this i can't possibly charge that because they won't see the value in it and they won't see the value because you're acting, you're, you're explaining it from a rational viewpoint, from a qualifications viewpoint, whereas people don't make decisions based on that. They make their decisions based on emotion. Now, the good thing is if you study this and you understand the psychology, and it's a science, we're scientists. If you study this and you understand the psychology of making choices with regards to pricing, then you too can charge more, just like this foot health practitioner did. And you too can attract more patients than you were when you were cheaper, if you do this properly. Which brings me to the third point. And the third point is it's all about the marketing and the psychology of marketing. If you deliver a smarter marketing strategy, which makes price either irrelevant or not particularly relevant, where it removes you from the from the concept of being a commodity as in come to me because i'm cheaper like i'm a, and they can compare you to the clinic down the road if you if your marketing is smart enough you can remove that commoditization of your clinic you can charge more you can d- get more qualified you can deliver a better quality service and you can give that patient a better outcome but it's all down to marketing to get them in the door in the first place and what that does is it like i said it removes or makes it far less relevant pricing when it comes to value if you do this then what you can do is you can run a a more profitable business business regardless of what's happening outside your door regardless of what's happening outside of your control but you can control these things and what it does is it gives you a much more secure a much more profitable and a much easier business to run Now, these concepts are one of the fundamentals that I teach my coaching clients in the first 90 days because it's so integral to having a successful business that we get the pricing right, that we understand the psychology of why people say yes, that we we work on the psychology and we learn the science of this so we can get people to say yes to what's good for their health. I'm not talking about selling them stuff they don't need. I'm not talking about price gouging. I'm talking about charging the price that you feel you deserve, whatever that happens to be, to deliver the profit that you f- you need to deliver you and your family the life that you want. And this is, like I said, all of something that's in your control and something that I teach my clients in the first 90 days.
So I hope that uh, helps and I hope it inspires some listeners to this podcast. I hope it inspires you listening to this to kind of say, okay, I can't control what my my competitors are doing. I can't control whether the HEPC clamp down on these people or not if they're doing something illegal, but I can certainly control what I do. Now, if you like the sound of what you hear on these podcasts, well, then there's three things you can do. One is you can listen to more of my free stuff. You can go onto a website and get a, um, a free copy of my book. Yes, a free copy of the paperback book, which we'll post to you. Um, you can come on one of my free mark, free workshops that we do every single month. Um, free workshop, we do it on different topics, marketing, etc. Or you can, if you want to have a chat with us, uh, to see if maybe we're a good fit to work with each other, you maybe want to join our coaching program, then you go to our website, fill in the form to book a 10-minute triage call with one of my team, where we'll just have a quick chat to explain to you what's involved and if we think you're a good fit for us. So until next week, this is Lorcan Dunlap, podiatrist and health business mentor, signing out.